Well, hey, Sound Life Church, uh, Pastor Susie is gone on a mission trip. So here is Pastor Caleb and Pastor Darren to talk about yesterday's sermon. Yes, excited to be here. And uh, I know they're having a good time in Honduras. So yes, I've heard good things about the trip there. And we'll be excited to hear from Susie or maybe some of the team when they get back. Totally. Um, but we're here to talk about this message yesterday uh, where Philip, this kind of new leader in the church, mm-hmm. engages this uh, Ethiopian eunuch. Um, has some pretty cool spirit-led hearing God moments to lead him into this personal interaction. Yeah. And then the personal interaction results in this guy who's who's hungry for God but can't quite figure it yeah. out. Um, knowing God, getting baptized as part of the you know this, this one-off in the expansion of the church throughout mm-hmm. the regions of Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So, yeah. and I really love I love this story just because it you know it is just kind of like a feels like a, just a, like a moment or a day in, a, in an average in an average day, right? I mean, you know, Philip's just just you know living his life, doing his thing, encounters yeah. this guy on a on a carriage or a cart or yeah. whatever he is, you know, in yeah. travel, and yeah. um, you know, he, he encounters somebody who's spiritually hungry, yeah, right, and that's something that's in all of us, mm-hmm. right, as a spiritual hunger, and as we know. What the enemy tries to do and the world's yeah. trying to do is trying to fill that spiritual hunger with all these yeah. things that are not good um, or are counterfeits to what is the real truth. And uh, we see this you know, Ethiopian eunuch really respond to the truth yeah. and respond to Philip. And you know, he steps out in, in faith awesome. and shares the story of, you know, of Isaiah, which is about Jesus. And, yeah. you know, it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it is a it's an inspiring story, and it's the one that we we want to have every time that we interact with a yeah, believer. Um, obviously, that doesn't always happen that way because the Ethiopian eunuch in the story was seeking God; he just mm-hmm. didn't know how to find Him. Yeah, not everybody around us is in that position. But there's two things that uh, I'd love to unpack with you today, Darren. And the first one um, is kind of how Philip gets there, right? Because a lot of times we walk through life and we don't even think about what God might be directing us in. But Philip ends up in this cool situation because mm-hmm. God was clearly directing him. Yeah. We talked a little bit yesterday about how do we hear the voice of God. Um, but you have obviously lived the life of a disciple and then led a lot of disciples mm-hmm. in your life. And I'd love to hear from you just some of the way that you've seen that work out. Like how do how do we hear God's voice and respond? That is a big topic throughout the Bible. Yeah. It's been unfortunately misapplied in a lot of places in church history where people are claiming to hear God or think they heard God. And and so how do we actually do that? How do we hear God? I talked a little bit about my thoughts on it from the passage yesterday, but what are some of the things that have been helpful to you along the way? Yeah, I mean, your first thought was you know that you need to you know be in God's Word, right? Be listening, mm-hmm. allow that to be the baseline of totally of God's voice in your life. You know, if it doesn't align with Scripture or you know yeah. what, what He says, or even in, you know from my experience, you know I have a lot of thoughts about a lot of things. Sure. And so for me, it helps out to one go to the Word, but also to talk to some people that yep. are around me that are you know that I know are spiritually healthy and mature. Um, to bounce those ideas off of, so that way it's yeah. like, hey, is this is this Darren talking, or is this last night's dinner, or yeah. you know, I just you got to yeah. you got to work through those things sometimes because yeah. you know, especially in this is just in my own experience, hearing those moments when people say, this is what the Lord is saying, or God is saying this to me to tell you, and it didn't sit, and it wasn't, you know, the Holy yeah. Spirit inside of me did not agree that that was the Lord. You know, there are some hurt moments in that in the past for me, sure. but also, you know, that, as you've said, can be misused at times to manipulate others or, yeah. you know, do things, which is not the spirit of God at all. Yeah. Um, and so yeah. I think it's important to, you know, one, have that discernment too. you know, you know, bounce it off, off the, the, the Lord and yeah. his word. And um, I think for Philip, that was just what he was, he was responding the moment yeah. and, um, you know, listening and 
yeah. to what was going on around him, but also to yeah. what God was speaking to him. I like what you're saying about, obviously, the Bible is the non-negotiable in mm-hmm. what God's speaking to us. There's no questioning whether God is speaking what's in the Bible to yeah. us. Um, the Spirit, I think, wants to direct how we're interpreting that in our day-to-day lives. Yeah. And I love what you're saying about, um, you know, there should be healthy, mature Christian people around you that when you're not sure, you could say, hey, I, I kind of feel like the Lord is telling me to do this. Mm-hmm. Does that sound like something God would yeah. call, call me to? Um, it's one of the beautiful pieces of community. That's a big part of church history. Even, even how the church really discerned which books of the Bible were supposed yeah, to go in the New Testament was a process of community and leadership coming together and saying, hey, this didn't just speak to one one community. Mm-hmm. This speaks to all communities. Yeah. And so I think that's still a good practice today. Well, I think it goes with that other piece of, you know, humility and accountability. I mean, sure. I think, you know, when we get off by ourselves and, you know, are thinking one way and just not allowing others, because, yeah. you know, a lot of times God speaks through others to us. Sure. Um, and, you know, through scripture and, you know, all yeah. of that. And so I think when we get isolated and, you know, aren't accountable to yeah. the things that we're feeling or hearing, yeah. think that we're hearing from God, you know, I think that that's a dangerous place to be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was in a situation um, a while back where I had um, some disagreement with uh, another Christian leader in our, our broader community. And I leaned into, you know, the, 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 the communication didn't seem to go anywhere. It wasn't mm-hmm. getting solved. He sought his way. I sought my way. And I leaned into... Um, our network superintendent, who is one of our supervisors as pastors, mm-hmm. and just said, hey, here's the situation. Should I keep pressing on this or should I let it go? Yeah. And he just said, you know, it sounds like you've communicated some healthy things. That person may or may not want to want to hear it. So I think at this point you let it go. Otherwise, yeah. it's just going to move from a dialogue to a conflict. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we have to lean into people yeah. to and, and be willing to let them say no. Yeah. Like just zip your lip. You don't need to say anything else. You know, yeah. I, I think if more Christians but I want to win the argument. Okay, yeah, like, come exactly. On. <laughs> I want to win the well, fights. <laughs> totally. Usually that's when we need to be told, yeah. hey, I think you just let it go at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's other times where I've needed those people to, where I've said, man, I kind of feel this way, but I'm really not wanting to insert myself. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know what? I think you might Maybe need you to should. be courageous here. You yeah. might need to speak up in this situation. So um, I, it, that, that is well taken, that accountability. Um, we talked briefly about the fact that Philip was following good leadership. He was yeah. under the leadership of the apostles. He yeah. had submitted to their leadership in the issue of the Samaritans. Mm-hmm. He was following their example in the types of ministry he was doing. And you can imagine that that if the apostles told him no about yeah. something, obviously there's nothing in this story that would merit that, yeah. but uh, that he would have submitted because mm-hmm. he was he was well under their leadership. And I think that that's... The leadership and authority, though it gets misused in human contexts, it's meant to be a blessing from God to have people that can coach us, encourage us, mentor us, and occasionally tell yeah. us no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, and, and leaning into it. And uh, you know, like you said, it's not easy, but um, you know, we're not meant to be you know in our own corner, right? I, I yeah. think I said that earlier, but it's you know, it's a community, it's a body, it's yeah. family, it's all, all those things that is the the church. Yeah. And you know, we need every piece. You know, yeah. we. Um, and that's why it's important to see, you know, even in those moments of, of conflict or, or church, you know, conflict yeah. or, you know, dissension or whatever it is. I think it's important that, you know, 
that we are willing to listen. We are willing yeah. to pray together. Like I think that's always, you know, the body should be building the body, yeah. not building, tearing it down. Yeah. 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 Well, let me get a little bit more personal with you on this question yeah. and just to ask, I think sometimes, especially when people have not had the experience of being led by the spirit in any way, shape or form, you know, we talked about angels showing up, mm-hmm. which is a, a pretty would be rare. awesome. Yeah. Would love that. Oh, you know, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> kind of moments. Um, but pretty rare. Yes. I haven't experienced that. Yeah, me neither. And um, it seems rare even in scripture. So it's like, how do you hear that still quiet voice mm-hmm. that we talked about that seems more common, that there's kind of this subtle nudge, this subtle voice of the Holy Spirit? I'd love to hear you talk about like, what's the, what is that felt like? How mm-hmm. has that experience for you happened? If you were explaining to someone that's never had that before. Yeah. You know, I think even when I think of like with Philip and, you know, his interaction in this in this story, in the scenario, you know, I think for me, you know, hearing God's voice in, in public or hearing God as we're, as we're, as I'm going, you know, Jesus says it, you know, as you're going, make disciples, right, sure. of all the nations. And we see that in Judea, Samaria, you know, like yeah. this is happening like right now in the story. Um, but I think it's just a posture of heart, you know, mm-hmm. for me, it's a lot of times if it's, you know, going into a situation or going in, you know, even when I'm purposefully like trying to be missional in my daily life, like yeah. walking into Safeway saying, God, use me here, like do, yeah. do something like, you know, do something that builds your kingdom in this, in my time in the store. Yeah. Like, it could seem kind of silly. Yeah. Right. And sometimes I don't do that, but yeah. you know, when I'm intentional, it's pretty crazy to see how God's like, okay, let's let's move you to aisle seven real quick, and yeah. you know, encounter encounter somebody, and yeah. you know, I remember one point it was a gal that was looking kind of a little distraught in the aisle, and you know, I was just like, hey, how you doing today? You know, kind of thing, just you yeah. know, just kind of bypassing. Normally, I'm a get in the store, get out of the store, like kind <laughs> totally. of guy, and so when I'm purposeful, and uh, just had a, a unique moment with a gal one time who was just going through a hard time and mm-hmm. trying to get some food for her, her grandmother who was sick, and mm. you know, not really know what to do, and um, you know, had a moment to pray with her in that time, and wow. um, but I think so, it's. A lot of it's just, for me, is just like getting my mind in the game. Yeah. Right? You know, be like, okay, am I receptive to God right now? That's really good. Because I have a lot of things that could could be blocking it, or yeah. I can get on my agenda train and yeah. just blow through everything that's around me. Yeah. So I'm hearing you say two things. One, you're aware of God's bigger plan. Right. Yeah. Like you're aware that anywhere you go, yeah, God might want to use you. Yeah. And then that awareness leads you to to a more of a situational awareness of the people and, and things going mm-hmm. on around you where you're like, oh, God, you want to use me, and here's an opportunity to use me. Yeah. I guess you can use me. Yeah, you exactly. Know? Yeah. Um, and it's well said for all of us. We're, we're generally so fast-paced, so distracted. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting how many people walking through a grocery store nowadays have earbuds in, listen, True, apparently yeah. listening to something, something while they're shopping. Yeah. I've, um, I've been. I could be accused of that as well. You know, yeah, I'm just like yeah. put some put a podcast in, go do my store stuff. Like yeah, in my own Darren world and yeah, you know, completely tuned. And that's if people even walk into a grocery store, right? It's true, and they're you not could like just order on your phone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it is. We have to be. We have to be aware of God's bigger plan and aware of the situational stuff, which obviously Philip does both. Yeah, in the I mean, story. he responded to God, and you know he will open. You know he opened the doors for kingdom impact. I mean that was kind yeah. of your last point in the message and. Mm-hmm. And uh, then Philip got to be the first televangelist, you know, teleporting <laughs> evangelist. So that's what I like. That. Yeah, I wrote that's that in my Bible a couple years ago because I was just like, you know, he's like, boom, just beamed yeah, out of there. And your, your sound effect yesterday was a little, little more juicy. Oh, okay. I was like, what, what were we? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Well, you never know how it comes across the feed, too. I mean,. I feel like that they, we should give the sound guy a couple of buttons he could push yeah. to cover up some of my weird sound effects. But anyways, you know, I think that brings us to maybe the, the other piece of just practically speaking, 
you know, how do we share our faith? Mm-hmm. You know, when you do have that moment where you see someone, a lady in the grocery store mm-hmm. in need, or obviously in Philip's case, this guy traveling down the same road that that has a need, a mm-hmm. different kind of need, how do you step in to that situation? And I think our culture has trained us all to say, just keep to yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't nobody wants to hear what you have to say. Yeah. Don't don't insert yourself in a situation. Mm-hmm. That's the cultural norm. Yeah. And so we're all a little bit pre-programmed to not yeah. share our faith, even if it would be helpful in the moment. So mm-hmm. how do we step into that? Yeah. And I think that that's where, you know, stepping in and preaching at somebody like in a situation like that, no one wants to hear that. That's why those walls are up, right? Right. But stepping in and sharing who Jesus is to you now and personally, like what is sure. you know, Jesus doing you? And that's kind of what, you know, Philip did. He took what he had, right? What he's been given. Mm-hmm. Like he had knowledge and training in most likely yeah. the Old Testament scriptures. Yep. Um, and then he personally just responds like, hey, I hear you reading this. I, do you want, you know, ask the question, yep. right? And then, you know, we were kind of joking, but, you know, the unit could have just said, no, I'm good. Like, I'm just yeah. re- reading some literature or, you know, yeah. kind of thing or just doing yeah. some, some some research. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's sometimes too okay. If someone like, you know, if you show up and you're like, hey, like, can we talk about this? Or, yeah, I have an idea. You know, here's a, here's a thought or this is what's going yeah. on with me too. Or, um, and if someone's like, completely not receptive to that like that's yeah we could respect that but i think the obedience piece is just stepping into it yeah you know and i've had some of those moments where it's like you step in you're like okay god are you leading me to like have this conversation with this person yeah. and they just completely blow you off and you're like well was that okay like yeah. you know and sometimes that's led me to then keep praying because i that story keeps coming back to my mind or that experience and i then i start praying for that person even yeah. i didn't get to know their name because they did had nothing wanted to do nothing with me yeah um so I think in that's which case it may have been a seed that you planted, right? Yeah. It, you may not have gotten to see the harvest moment, but mm-hmm. maybe your willingness to respect their boundaries, yeah. though they knew you wanted to share the faith, maybe mm-hmm. that was a good seed planted. Maybe your prayers for them afterwards were part of the watering, watering process. That seed. Yeah. And you never know um, how that might point them in the right direction down yeah. the road. So yeah, yeah, that's good. And I think one of the other things, and I kind of mentioned is, and I've really been emphasizing in my own life and in our growth groups is just like be sharing the Jesus story. Like what is Jesus doing right now? You know, we get caught up in our testimony and you know, for some of us, like that's 10, 15, 20 for some seasoned saints, that's 30, 40, 50 years ago. Yeah. And uh, it's easy for us to look back at those moments. They're significant because it changed our life, but that rewrote the whole trajectory of our entire story. Um, But if we're following Jesus day by day, like we should be experiencing moments like this, like Philip, we should be. So if we're not, we should be saying, God, okay, like, rearrange my life to so I can have these moments yeah um but then also like be recognizing them be be anticipating yes. them be leaning into them and then share that story share what Jesus is doing right now you know I just yeah. you know one day was just talking with somebody and you know they're like they asked me how I was doing or whatever and I was like yeah, I'm actually having a terrible day you know like yeah. kind of thing and I was just honest and they're like oh man and I was like but I have hope you know yeah. and I was able to share a little snippet of Jesus yeah. you know because I I knew who was walking with yeah. me through that hard time and yeah. then the you know cashier gal was like Oh, that's that's really good. Like really good that you have that foundation. I was like, you know, well you can too, you know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it kind of like sets those moments up. But yeah. I you know, I think it's just like, okay, and that's a Jesus story, right? Yeah. That's that's Jesus intersecting your life in that moment. That's mm-hmm. you know, you you and Jesus intersecting somebody else's life. But yeah. I think that that's uh and just an important piece of that's you know, the goal, right? As we're going, yeah. That's the goal. It's it's hard for us. We're so set on living this life to the best of its to its maximum mm-hmm. capacity. I mean, and you and I are both like, how do we our personalities are a little bit like how do we squeeze every drop out of every mm-hmm. day and and live for the most and there's there's something to be said for that that's yeah. glorifying to the God who gave us life mm-hmm. but when we see what Jesus did and where Jesus is leading us in scripture 
we realize that the only point of Jesus leaving us in this life and not fast forwarding us to heaven, because all those things will still be true in heaven about squeezing every drop of goodness out of that Mm -hmm. eternal life. The reason to be in this broken world is to accomplish this mission. And I think it's caught, it caught me that you said, you know, if it's been a while since you've had a Jesus story, if you Mm -hmm. haven't had a a faith interaction with somebody Mm -hmm. in the last week or two, you should probably just check in with the Lord and say, Lord, am I, am I doing what you want me to be doing? If you're not praying for someone in your life who doesn't know Jesus, Mm -hmm. you should kind of be asking, Lord, do I have your heart for lost people? Yeah. Um, and, and it doesn't mean that you can cover every single individual on the planet, but who's the friend, the neighbor, the coworker that you feel burdened for, that Mm -hmm. you can pray for. Um, and then maybe, Maybe even more relevant, if you haven't had a moment where you've really interacted with God about something challenging in your life, whether it is sharing faith or whether it's just a difficult day, a difficult season, where you're hearing God's voice and responding to it, we should be concerned if none of those things are happening yeah. within a one-week period. Yeah. You know, and, and some weeks it's far more intense like philip had a pretty intense yeah, yeah. week here it sounds like yeah i wonder what that felt like to be teleported yeah. you know <laughs> yeah, totally. um some weeks it's more subtle mm-hmm. uh you know i even on sunday morning at church you know i had had a had a kind of an intense difficult end of my last week and kind of a challenging weekend that was struggling to process some of those things and and in the first service uh kyle snow was leading worship and at the end he said hey whatever you're burdened with I want you to give it to God. And it was like that word burden. Mm-hmm. It was like he was like put his finger on, I mean, really God did, mm-hmm. put his finger right on. Yeah. Everything that I was feeling could be summed up in that word. Yeah. And so I did in that moment, I'm like, Lord, I am burdened. Mm-hmm. I need you to take it. And it was almost like immediate refreshing. Wow. I felt like the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart. Caleb, don't be intimidated yeah. by that burden. Yeah. And that word has just hung in my spirit the last 24 hours of like, I don't need to be intimidated by yeah. that challenge. God is going to carry mm-hmm. that burden for me. Yeah. So, you know, those are moments I relish because I'm like, I'm not here just to lead church. Mm-hmm. I'm here to do church yeah. with my church yeah. because it's Jesus's church. Yeah. And so that's, I think, what, what Darren and I are talking about is mm-hmm. we should be having these personal moments of hearing and responding to God. And we should be looking out for when's the last time or when's the next time mm-hmm. that one of those personal interactions with God is going to lead to a personal interaction with a human being yeah. where I'm sharing faith. And if those two things aren't happening, there's no personal react interaction with God, no personal interaction with someone who doesn't know God, we got to wonder if we're really living the Jesus way or not. Yeah. You know, and just to, before we close, I just love to share a story from yeah. our growth group. And uh, we'll be sharing this testimony at Ordian Live this next week. But uh, one of our... Our guys, he works in a very um, kind of progressive industry of me- in media. Yeah. And so, you know, being a being a Christian is not okay. Like yeah. he's had multiple coworkers like ran out. He's literally described as run out of the state because wow. they, they've professed faith or things like that. And wow. so, you know, it's kind of like keep your head down, you know, don't say anything, you know, right. don't don't look like you're a Christian or else they're going to run yeah. you out. Yeah. Um, which is just crazy to think about. Yeah. But uh, he, um, you know, is a really great guy, just, you know, really, you know, lives, a, a, you know, straight and narrow kind of life, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, lives out the Jesus way. And uh, he was having a conversation with a coworker last Monday. So it's right before growth group. And so he shared this Jesus story growth group. That's cool. And uh, he, um, he was having a conversation with one of his, you know, professing atheist, you know, yeah. you know, coworkers. And 
got on the subject of church or something. And, you know, David said he was at church yesterday and, you know, this and that. And um, was just kind of going through. And he's like, oh, you're talking Christian with me right now? Like the guy literally kind of called him out. You know, he's like, he's like, normally, you know, we don't do that here. Like, so, and I was like, wow, that was that quick. Like a turnaround. And he's like, yeah, he's like, but the guy said, if anyone was to talk to me about Christianity or church, it'd be you because, you know, you live a life that aligns with it. Mm. And so like just shared like, you know, he lives in a way that, is the Jesus way. Sure. And so it matched with what he was saying. Yeah. And it was just like a cool opportunity to like put those two together for this coworker. Absolutely. And, and uh, I was just like, so, you know, blown away just of like, wow, that's what the Jesus way is. That's what, yeah. you know, Philip is you know, doing here. Yeah. Like he's following the apostles way. He's doing, yeah. you know, doing ministry as you're going, preaching the gospel. Like we read that at the beginning of, you know, chapter eight, you know, but the believers who are scattered, preach the good news of Jesus wherever they went, yep. you know, and yeah. I, I forget which, um, I think it's Augustine or, or, or whatever who says, you know, preach the gospel everywhere you go. And if you have to use words. Sure. Right. Yeah. And St. Francis. I is that Francis? Yeah. yeah Francis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's just cool to see that happening like that. But that's, you know, you know, Philip is doing that as, yeah. as he's going and shows up in the Ethiopian eunuch's life and changes yeah. the, as you, as we talked about the whole trajectory of a whole nation, yeah. of a whole continent. Yeah. Um, and so you might not think it's a huge thing, you know, when you intersect the lives of people with the hope and story yeah. of Jesus, but, um, yeah, it's good. Yeah. So. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. And that sounds like a great testimony. We're all capable of being obedient to Jesus and living with just the humility and availability mm-hmm. that Philip did. And that obviously this gentleman at the Ording campus did in his own workplace. And, um, I think we're in a season where we need to use first and foremost, our actions, yeah. but also be ready to use our words. Yeah. I think that we're in a season where we need revival in our community, in our nation. Mm-hmm. We need um, a harvest. We've been praying for that as a church family. Yeah. And so look for the Lord to use you. And, and we often end this this podcast this way, but remember Colossians 3.17 says it so well. What's true for all Christians is that whatever we do, Wherever we're at, whatever mm-hmm. we say, whatever happens, yeah. that we are to live as representatives of Jesus everywhere that we go. Yeah. And so, Sound Life Church, uh, from two of your pastors, we mm-hmm. love you. Yep. We believe in you. We're praying for you. So go live as those representatives, and we will see you this Sunday.